Hey folks, welcome back. I'm glad you could join us for another episode of The Dope Show. It's me, Ran, uh, joined by the Charles Oakley, the my Patrick Ewan, <laughs> Mr. Jim Randolph. How you doing? What's going on? What's going on, Because you're dependable, man. You're dependable. If I know if it's a scrap, you'll be right there. And if the team owner get mad and try to kick us out, you're going to fight. That's right. I'm, I'm punching Dolan in the mouth. I'm punching <laughs> Dolan in the mouth. Oh, man, it's, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, how you holding up? How's the summer going so far? Um, Man, I, I got, I have, well, bro, I got no complaints. Uh, my summer, thankfully, has been relatively positive. I'm winding down, currently winding down my, uh, wow, 20 years in EMS as a full-time provider. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. This next week will be my, from my mouth to God's ears, my last week as a full-time EMS provider as I have accepted a new position as a full-time educator at a a hospital here in Philadelphia. So That's dope. Thanks, man. Over the moon. Over the moon. I'm really excited to uh, start this new chapter in my life. That's dope, man. That's real dope. Thanks, man. Oh, man. You about to be Joe Clark. Uh, no, sir. No, sir. Just, uh, you know, <laughs> listen, uh, regular hours, uh, seven to three every day. Ooh, that's beautiful. Bruh, seven to three every day back. Not even driving, bro. I'm not even driving to work anymore. Uh, I'm catching the, 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 the regional rail train into work. Oh, you are fancy. Oh yeah, bro. I'm catching the train to work. I got, you know, I got my, I spent some money on my, a really nice backpack. Oh, you didn't get the little, satchel? Did you get the uh, satchel no, I, or backpack? I, was, I, I got the back. See, I was going in. So you was I talking to you about the satchel? Nah. So, bro, so you're the you're the second person. See, I was thinking about the satchel, and then I went. My wife's like, get the backpack because you want to put your you want to put your 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 water flask in there, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then my boy, who's a nurse practitioner, I told him about the job. He's like, yo, so you got the satchel? I was like, wait, wait. You t- he's like, bro, you need the satchel. You you upgrading your life. I was like, fam, I was thinking about it, but now nah, I already got professional the, look. Yeah, I got the, I got the, I got, oh, I blew some money on the backpack though. I mean, you know, that's, it looks kind of nice. It's got oh, like mad time. pockets and stuff like that. Let me see. Oh, hey, you're four months away from Christmas, man. <laughs> what to to, to to ask for a new uh, a satchel? Now my leather, bro, leather satchel with your initials yeah, on it. Bro, I was about to go all out. Brown, really creamy brown leather. Ooh. I was going to do it, bro. It was going to be really nice, man. And, um, you know, we get the, thankfully, the um, the company laptop, because I'm not bringing my laptop, um, you know, to or from work. That This thing is staying here. You know what I mean? Just so we get the company, the company wanted to take uh, home and bring in the work. So, but yeah, no, blessed, very, very blessed, very thankful. Um, you know, son's a good wife is, wife is, Going back to work, bro. My wife is actually going back to work. Um, so that's a big change, too. She um, stayed home for the majority of the last 20 years. Well, you know, I work a lot outside of the house and work multiple jobs. So she's uh, stayed home with the boys in regards to their oh, yeah. education. So, but now, and you know, she has a, her degree in accounting. So she's looking to re-enter the workforce so that's going to be something uh it's going to be a big adjustment for us but all you know all all things in god's hands i'm putting in god's hands i'm just thankful thankful where we are man but how about you man how, everything good with you yo can't complain can't complain um you know the show's been keeping me busy the past uh few weeks um right yeah can't complain not really changed okay. i've been wanting to record this episode with you for a while the minute i finished loki I said, oh, I, you know, I hit you up, and I'm like, did you see it yet? And he was like, no, I got some yeah. things going on. You finally saw it. I want your thoughts. How did you feel about the series overall? I liked it. Marvel, for the most part, uh, in, the, in the last couple of years, and I've said this before on your show, Marvel hasn't taken any losses. Marvel has been hitting, if not Grand Slams, they're definitely hitting home, at least a home run. Yeah. Every time they, they they step up to the plate these days, they are providing quality content, interesting mm-hmm. storylines on a consistent basis. And Loki was no different. I watched this one and I found myself and some people, you know, on social media and people are entitled to their opinions. But 
social media. And some opinions had, can be wrong. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You don't have to be right. So, but social social media had it where people were believe had me believing was like, oh, you know, uh, this was this was boring. This dragged. I'm like, this was an interesting storyline, and it ties up and sets a, a lot of other things up. My my oldest son was telling me in regards to Wanda and the Vision, you know, and ties up the whole the. Ties in the whole Marvel the multiverse, mm-hmm. and uh, you know sets sets up the sets up the entire franchise for years to come. So I enjoyed it from start to finish. Do you know my the first two episodes? I was like, ah, oh, this ain't it, and it wasn't bad. I was, you know, some things is just it wasn't for me, right? And one thing I saw was uh, Mike Freeman, a, a very uh, incredible sports writer, big time Star Trek fan who doesn't really like a lot of Marvel stuff. Okay. He loved it. And what I started noticing was people that were Star Trek fans and fans of like really sci-fi fans mm-hmm. loved this show. And I was oh. like, ah, Doctor Who fans loved this show. Mm. And then that, that made sense to me. By episode three, I was like, oh, I'm all in. This is this is dope. Right. And by the end, I was hooked. And it was funny because me and Mike talked about it on Movie Punditry. He didn't like the ending. And I said, well, as soon as I saw Jonathan Majors, I was on board. And I didn't expect him to. Sh- I knew he was going to be an airman. I knew he was playing Kang. I didn't know he was going to show up here. Yeah. Then the performance, which Mike also hated. I said, what? I no. loved it. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, he, he a, a loved performance. it. Yeah, I agree, bro. He turned into a great performance to me. And then I saw some people get mad. They were like, well, he talked for 40 minutes. And I was like, the biggest complaint a lot of y'all have with Age of Ultron is the movie is, is basically spends its time setting up the what was to come in the MCU. And a right. lot of people didn't like that. They felt like it wasted their time and they could have done it a better way. I said, yo, those what everything he said just set up the next few years of the MCU. They didn't do it in the movie that you had to pay for. Granted, you do pay for your Disney Plus subscription. Six ninety nine, seven ninety nine. It's not killing your bank, right? But they did it in a way that it didn't feel like it wasted your time. All the expositions was done very well. Unlike Spider Man Far From Home, when uh, my boy Mysterio <laughs> hopped up in the bar, and was like, "We did this, we did that," and that happened. It was like, okay, that was done. It, it wasn't done well. You can have right. exposition dumps. This was a great one. The right. dude gave you his backstory, set up what was going to happen, and he was out, and he did it. In yeah. a, I loved it. The performance was dope. And it was a real, the whole show was a real Wizard of Oz vibe. Yes. You nailed it. That's exactly right. Wizard of Oz, is, that's exactly the vibe I caught from it. And you got the, and what I love too, my favorite line, I keep repeating all the time. He's like, grow up, Sylvie. We're all villains here. Hypocrite, and he murderer. Wrong. And he wasn't wrong. It, he wasn't I, wrong. I love that the dude just called it out. Yeah. Like, yes, you think you're self-righteous and you're going on this journey to take revenge. You had to kill people along the way to get here. And so have I. But at least I'm big enough to admit it. Does it make me better than you? No, but I know what I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being, being true to himself. And what killed me and has been killing me, because I only just finished my, my, my wife and my youngest son, and I we finished the series a couple hours ago. What kills me is that he told them what would happen. He told them. And she went along and did what she did anyway. So here's a conundrum. If you're in that position, and they tell you, and he tells you, look, you can take this thing over and run it. You know the things you're going to have to do. You're probably going to have to make sacrifice. You're going to have to sacrifice some lives. What do you do? Do you get your vengeance, or do you just suck it up and Try to keep this whole timeline going. Well, now you see what you see what happened. Now, uh, well, we don't we don't actually see because we're not going to see for a little while until Loki two. But not even. Think, yep. It, really? Here's so the Eternals. If you watch the trailers, I think it's Angelina Jolie's character. She was like, you know, we've always been here, and that is they've they're basically the siblings and, and cousins of Thanos, their race. Okay, right. They've always been around. They said they've been on Earth, but they've never interfered. 
my thinking is this incident is what causes them to be like, yo, shit's about to get bad. Okay. It might okay. it's it indirectly. Then also, you get Shang Chi. I don't think this is direct gonna be directly tied to it, but then following that, you get Spider-Man far from home. Not far, uh, no way home in December. And from everything, the leaks you see, it's directly tied to the multiverse. Oh, okay. So we don't have to wait that long for Oh, it. no, no. No, it's it's coming. Have you seen the trailers for What If? No, no. My oldest, I think, was telling me about it. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow What If ties in it too as well. Because in it, you get the, the in the trailer, the watchers talking about, you know, I've seen different realities. Okay. And okay. so even though it's a cartoon, I, I would expect there'd be some some tie into it as well. But nah, this is nah, you're not waiting a couple years because he is also the main villain in the next Ant Man movie. And I think that's sometime next year. Yeah, I think I saw that too. But looking forward to it, man. I, I love the fact that, you know, even if he is a villain, I, I just like the fact that he is uh and I'm hoping his next iteration is going to be uh, fleshed out and we see a, a complete character, not just a, uh, I don't know, like a character of a villain. I hope we see a complete character of the same, in the same mode we saw Thanos. Oh, I suspect one-dimensional. we're getting, I think he's going to be playing a bunch of him. You think about it. He talked about how, you know, you we met different versions of ourselves. I don't think right. you're getting just one. I think you're getting Kang. But I also think you're going to get a bunch more. Uh, you know what I thought was a, a really dope line, and it, and it stood out to me, and I caught it. And he's like, you know, we met ourselves, self-congratulatory. Hey, nice nose, love to hear. Soon as he said right. those two things, I was like, oh, I, I know where that came from. Because what do folks always get made fun of about? Them wide noses and that nappy hair. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of dope. All right. That's kind of dope. Did yeah, you peep yeah. that he had on the um the uncle cooking on the grill sandals? <laughs> I did not notice that, but okay. Yo, go rewind it. My man got on the the old uncle cooking on the grill sandals, the black joints. Spice Adam's joints. Yeah. <laughs> no question. Okay, I'll have a look at that. Yeah, man, I, I loved it. And did you watch Black Widow? Bruh, did we? Um, love that one too. And I don't care once again. I don't care what people say. I loved it. And even though it, I guess it served, it served its purpose. I was going to say, even though it really wasn't a Black Widow story in the sense of it was a Natasha, uh, Natasha story. It was more her sister's backstory coming into the world of Black Widow. I liked it. And I liked the fact that uh, uh, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. That's right. That's her, that's her yeah, name. Yeah, that's her name. Florence Pugh is. Uh, I think she's going to make an excellent replacement for the current Black Widow. I think. I think she starred. She was the, the clear star of this. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. She. She took the whole thing over, and she had the best lines, the best, the best, um, the best fight sequences, and I think she has the most potential. So I'm once again. Loved it from start to finish. We, uh, the, the the wife. W- once again, we we get to see a fleshed out character, and I I started out like, well, okay, why am I going to care about this movie because this character mm-hmm. is dead? Yeah, and then it was like, oh, okay, well, this is sort of her backstory, and this is why everything is the way things are for her. And okay, where where are we going with this? Oh, okay, this is why she cares about this. This is and 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 I really ended up feeling more for. I felt for Black for Natasha's character as the big sister. Well, big sister, you know, in quotes because they weren't really blood sister, but she's yeah. she's the only sister that this woman knows. Yep, you know what I mean. Um, so that makes them family. So, um, and you really got to see, even though it was a dysfunctional, you got to see a real family dynamic there and i just want to see where they take the character in regards to when this character this new black widow meets up with hawkeye that's what i want to see what it happens it's funny because to me how do you like she says that he's she said soldier uh valent 
Contessa told her, oh, he's responsible for your sister's death. Right. How does this man sit there and explain to her, yo, so we went to this plane of Vormir, and one of us had to sacrifice ourselves for these stones. Right. She's going to look at him like, fool. Right. <laughs> right. What are you telling me? Right. Yeah. And, and it's tough because you would think that he'd be able to like, damn, Stark is gone. Get somebody right. on the phone, but like, yo, can y'all really explain to her what goes on and what we really do and what we've really done? Can somebody really catch her up, please? I don't yeah, think, uh, we, we don't, yeah, we're not just really... fighting guys robbing right. banks. Right. We right. graduated. We leveled up to you know intergalactic threats. Yeah, true, true. I like what they're playing at where... And they, they started this with Guardians. Like The Guardians were dealing with cosmic level stuff mm. and, and, Miss, and Captain Marvel. And then the Avengers deal with like world level events. Right. And then you brought the two together. And then they're playing at that again where I'm not sure how they, you know, who's going to be the lead protagonist mm-hmm. to go up against Kane because before it was like, you know, Iron Man and Cap. But somebody's going to have to deal with this, this new multi dimensional threat. Right. At the same time, you'll still have John Walker. And whatever team Contest is putting together right. that can handle the, you know, the street level stuff. Right. But I really I do love that because it means we can still get our, you know, movies that are in the vein of Captain America and the Winter Soldier and still get our far out, you know, comic book type stuff. Mm-hmm. That's really weird and different. Like this. I felt like Loki was the most comic book thing they've done. It straddled that line of it, at any moment, it could have just went off the rails and been completely too weird and too wacky for the casual viewer, but it right. didn't, and it was right. still grounded enough that you and, and serious that you cared about the characters. I did. I cared about Owen Wilson. I never cared about Owen Wilson. I was hoping that we got to see my man on the jet ski. Right. Like I liked Owen Wilson's. I I, I literally cannot remember even back to uh, you know wedding crashes. I mean, I was like, wow. I kind of ironic. I just said, "Wow!" But uh, <laughs> even Owen Wilson, I, yeah. I found myself like, "Wow!" I care about the Mobius character. They've they're really good at getting you invested in people, right? Very, very, very good at that. Even um, the, I can't remember her full name. Uh, Judge something, uh, the light skinned sister. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I want to see where she goes with this. Uh, you know, uh, I I really. It was kind of, uh, okay, I was kind of at first, like, you know, I wanted to see her get comeuppance for mm-hmm. uh, for doing the thing to Mobius. But then I tried to, I said, okay, step back, try to imagine it from her standpoint where she had a, she had a, she had a, jo- a life and a job and she understands that she's uh, a replicant, uh, a variant. Well, her, and she then, just now realizes that. Right. So it's like, Okay, how would you feel if someone snatched you from your existence? Told and... Then told you everything was a lie. Because remember, we right. don't know how old they are. She right. said they've been doing this for years. Years. Right. Because right. just because we see that she was around in 2018, yeah, that means that's when she got plucked. Right. Right. Remember, and, I... and it's crazy because my man said it. He's like, I'm older than you. Look, I've been doing this for eons. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, so I was like, man, how, how do you, you know, and, you know, she's been doing this, pursuing this, this cause she thought she was right for forever. Yep. And and gave up her, you know, gave up her prior existence for this. And now it's like, yeah, no, that was all a lie. So, so yeah, I'm, you know, I, I first, I wanted to see her get her come up as, but now it's like, okay, well, let's see what she does uh, out in, you know, wherever her character goes from here. So wait, technically... Is the TVA a black-owned business? That's what I was saying to my son. I was like, the TVA is a black-owned business. <laughs> it definitely is. I was like, this counts. This, this definitely counts. I guess we got to support it. Yeah, on multiple levels. And, and you know, and, and like, once again, I don't even care that it's uh, uh, that this person's a villain. Um, this, you know, it's not a villain along the lines of Alonzo Harris. Like you a dirty train. dastardly dude, nah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. As long as it's not like, like I said, you know, when when Denzel played Alonzo in Training Day, like yeah, yeah, he was a villain. Was... But it's like I don't like this, you know. I didn't like that. 
And I didn't, I especially didn't like, and I'm not going to go too far off the rails with this, but I didn't like the fact that he got an Oscar for that as opposed to Malcolm X. All right, Jada so, gets line. Yeah. Denzel had to be crooked before he took it. Absolutely. And I was like, this, you know, I don't like that kind of, that kind of villain. Same, one more time. And I don't like uh, Danny Glover's character, Danny Glover's character in The Color Purple. But this comic book type of villain, I like that. I'm like, yeah, we we should have the range. We should have the... And you know what else? The, what's up? These villains have something redeemable about them. I get why you're doing this. Right. You know, you, there was a war. You don't want to have another war. You don't want cosmic calamity. Right. So this is the best way I can solve this problem. Even Thanos, where the simple solution was take the Infinity Stones and double the resources or triple them. But that would have been too easy. We, we do need a story. That's still a redeemable villain. He's trying to stop a problem. Stop something mm-hmm. that he sees as a problem in the best way he knows how to do it. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so now we have to move on to... And I swear, folks, I don't mean to bash on DC every time we get <laughs> on this show. You wouldn't those know... those are your peoples, man. Those are the thing. I love, I love Batman. <laughs> I love Tim Drake. Yeah. I love Dick Grayson. They just keep making these moves. And we have stated, so let's be clear on this. We think Henry Cavill should still be Superman. I absolutely not in favor of a black Superman. If no, I'm good. I just think there's some characters that just need to stay the way they are. Yeah. So now I got a report out from Collider. Make sure I want to give him source it right. Michael B. Jordan is developing a Superman show for HBO Max based off the Zalv. Mm-hmm. Vod version of Superman, which was like an Elseworld version of a black Superman. Oh, While man. they are still going forward with the Ta-Nehisi Coates script for a black Superman in the films. Mm. Yo, man, are they trying to confuse everybody? I get it. They're doing Flashpoint. They're going to acknowledge that DC has a multiverse. They've acknowledged on their CW shows. Have you watched any of those? No, nah, no, nah, I haven't had a chance to. Yo, some of those shows are not bad at all. So the first few seasons of Arrow were really good. Flash is good. Um, Supergirl's okay. There's Legend of Tomorrow. There's Batwoman. Batwoman's actually not bad. They've done crossovers. There's a Superman and Lowe show that's actually really good. And you can tell where they've pulled a lot of stuff from Man of Steel. Okay. Um, and they actually acknowledge the existence of the DC films. Uh, Ezra Miller's version of Flash showed up on the Crisis um, miniseries they did. So we get it. You have a multiverse. Right. But they've stated, we think we can do two Batman, two concurrent Batman films. Okay. Maybe. You've, you, and I've, I think I've said this before on the show, if you walk into any local comic store, they depend on Batman. I'm sure. My local store, Rogue Comics, there are two roles, and there's probably about six or seven Batman or Batman-related books when I say Batman-related books, I'm not talking about a Robin book, a Nightwing book. I am talking about Batman, Detective up Comics. Batman. Yeah, they're just titled differently and taking place in different places. Yo, man, y'all got to get off that narcotic. <laughs> I I agree, bro. I listen. I think you need to. They need to go ahead and and step out of their comfort zone. And really take a character and work it and market it to the people may not be as popular as a Batman or Superman, but what character is or the Flash? But really, push I'm it. Not saying, yeah, push it. Like, go ahead and 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 really delve into it and make it. I think the closest they've done with that, um, and I didn't even see Aquaman. the movie. Come on, bro. Come on. You, you and I have going back and forth about Aquaman. Shazam. No, I'm just saying at least they, they gave it a shot. Oh, and you know what? That movie wasn't the greatest, but it was decent. Right. I, I, I didn't see it. My son saw it. They said it was okay. And I was like, okay, well, at least they gave Shazam a try. Like, try that again. Try, try. Take so another. He's got a sequel. The Rock finally started filming Black Adam, which I still believe is not coming out. Yeah, I heard this. I keep hearing about this. Um, they did so. The I'll say this: Flash does look promising. You got Michael Keaton back. 
Um, supposedly Ben Affleck's coming back. They've okay. cast a girl as Supergirl. We've seen shots of the girl wearing a suit. Okay. Um, that looks like it's gonna work. The issue is the whole two Superman thing. Get the uh, first one right. Let's get one of yeah. these dudes right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just crazy because I'm sitting there thinking like, y'all have it, it's like they'll take a step forward and five back. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't know. And those are your those are your people. So I need you to do whatever you need to do to gather and collect them and get them focused on bringing forth a product that I want to go and spend money on seeing. Like, like think about this. When you were coming up, how many people were really checking for Captain America at the comic book store? Mm, or just checking for Cap in general? Oh, yeah. And, and it really, growing up, uh, the, the superheroes of choice were Spider-Man and the Hulk, Batman and Superman. That was those. Those were you know. I, I was you know. I was I. I nerded out from early on, so I added the Flash to that. But the but the the superheroes you saw even on like you know on TV um, TV or glasses. And mind you, I remember when Captain America was on TV in the late seventies, early eighties. Oh boy, you talking about hot trash? But <laughs> I re, I re, but I remember it. he had a clear. Sh- oh dude, it was. It oh was, yeah, was the trash. bicycle helmet. Bicycle clear shield. Oh my goodness. I mean, it was a hot mess, but boy, I loved it. But yeah, but even like on 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 glasses, or uh, when McDonald's would do giveaways for like specialized cups and stuff like that, or even your underoos. Yep. The oh, so it was Batman, Superman, oh, and Wonder Woman. Yep. And uh, Spider Man and the Hulk. Those were your superheroes growing up. I remember early '90s, X Men was all over the place. Absolutely. There was an Iron Man cartoon that would come on on Fox, mm-hmm. a Spider-Man cartoon, and a Hulk one. Right. The only time I saw Captain America was when they did like a, a Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six. Right. And somebody brought back the Red Skull and they brought back Cap. Other than that, I didn't see him. Oh, I liked wow. him because I liked him. But yeah. if you're just talking about mainstream, nah. now look at where, where they put Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Even Iron Definitely. Man. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny. Both those characters are old. You know, Iron Man's been around since the sixties. Now, if you went back to the comic book stores, like in the nineties, your folks were checking for X Men and Spider Man. Yeah, very true. Very true. You couldn't, you couldn't get away from X Men stuff. And I, and the funny thing is, I to this day, uh, until Miles Morales came out, I was not a Spider Man fan. Oh, I saw it was Same. my childhood was was oversaturated with them, and I'm still. I am still not, you know, Mark Ruffalo has redefined the character. So maybe I'll take this back a little bit, but I'm not a Hulk fan. Never have been. Same. I've never been a Hulk fan. You know what I mean? I've always been more of, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I read comic books. So I was always more of a Captain America fan. I was always more of a Daredevil fan. Stuff that was a little more off the considered uh, fringe back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Punisher, you know, Punisher, stuff like that. Um, but now all of those characters are very mainstream. And it's like, and of, course, and, of course, and of course the X-Men, of course the X-Men, because I was obsessed with the X-Men, uh, from shoot when, when they had their, what was it? They, they had a episode on TV, a cartoon and I saw Angel once and I was like, oh, that's, you know, this, this, these guys are the greatest things ever. Angel and Cyclops. It's crazy. how when you a kid. All it takes is seeing something one time, and you're like, yo, that's my thing. Yep. <laughs> Completely. One million percent. Like, people yeah. always ask me, why do you like the Green Bay Packers? And I'll never forget. I want to say it might have been the 95 playoffs. I saw them get okay. beat by the Cowboys. And I was like, yo, that's my team. And it, that was just it. Get out. That's how it worked. I didn't care about the green and yellow. I just saw them. They was playing hard. Hey, that's it. And I stuck with them ever since. Same you thing. Know, that's funny. Stick, yeah. Batman. I, my dad took me to the comic book store. Walked in, I saw a Batman comic book, and there was a Robin one near it. That's my thing. And I just, you know, you, as a kid, you you get obsessed with it. You dive into it. You want to know everything, Very the backstory. True. And I was hooked ever since. Very and then true. The, the funny thing is, like, with my fandom, it followed a similar archetype because I became a huge Captain America fan. And even though he had the super serum, he right. still wasn't, you know, the Hulk. He wasn't Stark in this with this crazy suit of armor. 
because I feel like his power set has increased a lot. Yeah, in the the modern age versus what it was back then. Yeah, because the yeah. the serum the, the serum he got back then was just to make him bigger than the weakling. Correct. The joint he got now, he's holding his own. Like I remember watching um Infinity War when Thanos goes to hit him and he's holding Thanos' hand, even though he got damn near murked. I'm like, yo, this is the average dude. You know, pushing back a little bit against the Titan. Dude, my man's held a helicopter. Yes. Straight up. Just held the helicopter. Like, no, nah, you're not going to. Like, like, bro, like, I grew up the same way, with same as you. Grew up with Captain America with a super serum. Made you stronger than the average human. But, bro, he wasn't holding helicopters like that. And not with, only that. With Bucky holding the throttle full down. <laughs> right. Exactly. And not only that. I remember Luke Cage getting the same super serum growing up as Power Man. Yeah. Luke Cage, once again, uh, Luke Cage was, you know, he got definitely stronger than the average average human, but growing up, Luke Cage wasn't bulletproof. Nah. He was just stronger than, and he has the same serum as, as, as Captain America. Yeah, the power the power uh set has definitely increased in the modern oh, age. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely OP. Um, but you know what's funny? Back to uh Black Widow, we're talking about the serums. Did Homegirl get a little sick because she was doing some stuff in this film that she has never done? Yeah, in any other film? Yeah, and to be uh, she might have and uh, okay. To be honest, I, as much as I like Black Widow, and I grew up, you know, like I, I, you know, I remember her from the comic books, um, and I had her comic books. Uh, I always thought, like, wow, um, of all the Avengers, uh, but they made it work. But I was like, is she the Avenger we want to have uh, representing? If you want to have a woman there, like maybe we bring in uh, what was her name? Uh, not uh, the Wasp. Maybe you have the Wasp. I mean, I grew up with. The Pims as being uh, an integral part. Of yeah. The so I was like, maybe we have the Wasp. It's and weird maybe- how they reconfigured that where we didn't get the Hank Pym. We got the Scott right. Lang one. Right. You know what, though? If you do Hank Pym and Janet, I mean, you could gloss over it, but he was beating the brakes off her. True. And he was an alcoholic. They never did Tony Stark's alcoholism. Yo. And I remember I told somebody then, they were like, well, remember he was drunk in Iron Man 2? And I'm like, nah. Honey Stark got to the point where Rhodey and Pepper had to take the company from him. That's exactly right. And Rhodey had to be Iron Man because it was that bad. Like, Mm -hmm. I forgot. The arc was called Demon in a Bottle. Yeah. He was a raging alcoholic back in the 80s. Yeah, Yeah, Tony had problems. Yeah. Which is why I always thought it was ironic and that, fitting that Robert Downey Jr. got the part. Got the role. Yeah. You know what's funny is that we were, this is going back to our Saturday morning cartoon. Did you watch that Iron Man cartoon? Like, I'll say 92, 3, 4, 5, I don't know, 93, 94-ish? I've seen glimpses of it. Uh, you know, the funny thing is when I was growing up, the Iron Man that I saw was the one, and I thought it was kind of corny, the one from the 60s. Okay. Uh, the one that that Ghostface Killer uses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I saw. So um, but, you know, I, that, I, I, I more of the comic book. But what what do you see? In that one, they address that alcohol. Like you see it. Oh, for real? And I remember being like fourth grade, so like nine. I remember watching it. My pops was watching it. I mean, he was like, I remember one day he was what? And he just walked out the room oh, and wow. shook his head. And it wasn't, and I, and I saw it on Disney Plus a couple weeks ago, and it's not that bad, but being nine years old and seeing him take the company from him, and then Rhodey had PTSD, and they didn't call it what? PTSD. They called, they said he was shell-shocked to the point where he That's had told Tony, to I'm never put, putting this armor on again, because every time he put it on, he'd have flashbacks. Wow. That's, and that's funny. That's what they used to call uh, GIs who came back from war. Instead of PTSD, they call them shell-shocked. Yeah. That's wild. I I like in the nineties, you saw this? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, listen. Uh, if if we were, if I was young enough, if they thought that we were developed enough to read it as kids, and I read those stories in the eighties, then you know, listen. I mean, the story needed to be told, and I'm glad they put it 
put it forth in the '90s. And if they did a good a good job in regards to carrying the story forward and and staying true to the spirit of the story, then I'm I'm okay with that. I know I didn't want to get drunk and lose my millions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Not taking my company from me. No, you're not. <laughs> um, so folks, this on the this is me and Jim are gonna address, and it's a little off the comic book path, but I'll I'll find a way to bring it back. You said you don't like super teams. Oh Lord. Yes, I don't, man. I don't. I am I know by me presenting my Presenting my position here is just you setting me up to 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 poke holes in my in my uh, position. But yeah, I'm I I am not a fan. While I while I definitely understand players going to better teams as an employee, like yeah, you know, I go to a better employer trying to get the best deal and trying to get the uh, the most perks. And sure, you know, I, I get that. But I like it. I like championships that are more, um, uh, I can't even say organic, but like when Jordan had people, when they built the team around Jordan, um, you know what I thought was the was the corniest? And you saw that, the, you saw that this team wasn't going to work because they had no chemistry and they just threw the team together to try to get a chip, the chip was the Lakers team with Steve Nash, Gary Payton. Who else was on no, that no, team? No, no, Nash was on it. It was Payton and Malone. Payton and Malone. Payton and Malone, yes. And I was like, this don't, this doesn't even look right. Uh, you know, Gary Payton and Carl Malone on, on a Lakers team. Um, and you could tell, it was like, all we're trying to do is the, to, to win a chip. And they didn't because the chemistry was horrible. So, so you don't believe uh, in player agency? I believe in players are adults, and I believe they should they should definitely go wherever they want to go. That being said, I do like it better that Giannis Antetokounmpo won this championship. Uh, now he had a cast of characters. Some some say like, listen, he had damn near all star team anyway because he had what uh, what's his face? Uh, I still don't Holiday. believe. It. I still don't believe in him at Middleton and Holiday. Yeah, and same, same. I just, I'm just, I'm just parroting what I saw on social media. I'm like, to me, the all star on that team is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, so I think, like, yeah, I, I definitely liked it better um, that Giannis won, and and even even if the Suns had won, the only two super superstars on that team would have been Chris Paul and uh, what's his face. Devin Booker. Uh, Devin Booker. That's it. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I don't like it when, like, I'm not going to say I I derived extreme pleasure out of the implosion of this year's Brooklyn Nets, but I can't say I was mad at it either. It's like you got all these, you got all these these super duper talents, you know, in uh, Griffin and Kyrie Irving and. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famers up and down, damn your first five. And, you know, Harden, you know, um, and uh, KD, but, you know, couldn't get it done despite a Herculean effort by KD. That, that is despite a, a um, uh, to say, I'm, I'm, and I think I may be understating it by saying Herculean, but by a, a superhuman effort by KD. I can't say I was heartbroken about it. I was like, eh, well, you know, it's a super team. So, the Avengers are a super team. Got a problem with that? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Justice League? Sounds <laughs> like a super team to me. Uh, Hell, the tagline for the Avengers, the world's mightiest heroes. You, yep. Uh, fair point, man. Fair point. Nope, I have no problem. I have no problem. At all with the Avengers, not at all. Matter of fact, they're one of my great, one of my favorite super teams of all time. So yeah, I, I think one is Batman Super got the Justice League. Lex Luthor had to come up with the Legion of Doom just to combat that super team. That's true. That's true. Let me. Well, let me ask you this. All right. All, all right. right. Let me. Let me. Let me put. Let me, let me ask you a question. Also, How I love feel- super teams. Yeah, I know. 
how do you feel about Kevin Durant leaving OKC and winning his championship? What he won two with Golden State. Do you- I didn't have a problem with it. I respected it, and well, uh, I'm not gonna say I respect. I, I respected his agency. I respected the fact that you know he wanted, he did what he thought was best for him. Do you think that the his his wins are somehow tarnished? Nope. By the fact that he's okay. Nope. <laughs> so I don't even need to think. Okay. Because that man still went out there, played all those games, all those minutes. Right. Yo, man, I I guarantee you this: if y'all could somehow magically flip. Ben Simmons for Dame and CJ McCollum, you would be down at that parade, uh, champagne in hand. <laughs> talk about I can't wait to tell my grandkids about this one. And not once Bruh. will you ever bring up that hey, we didn't draft these. For, nah, you'd be like those are seventy sixers, and they get a free steak and cheese from Geno's for the rest of their life. Bruh, bruh, if we, I would trade Ben Simmons for. Three strawberry sodas wow. and a player to be named later. So with that point, said, bro. if you had a chance to put together a super team of combo heroes, doesn't matter if they're from DC or Marvel, who is your team? Oh wow. Okay. How many how many do I get for my team? You got five. Okay. Uh okay. So super, super team. Uh as much as I hate to do it, it's got to be a DC guy first. It's going to be Superman. So Superman's one. Okay. Cap's another. Okay. Ah, super team. Oh, I hate doing this. Oh, it's going to be Batman. Uh, it's going to be Batman. And it's going to be... Wait, in regards to powers. No, it's not. No, gonna... no, it's whoever you want. All right. Then it's gotta be it's gotta be Batman. And then it'll be Iron Man. And in the fifth place. Matter of fact, let's take it a step further. You get to pick the version of that character. Not only does it be that character, you pick the version of that character it is. It would be uh you know what? Strike Batman, give me Wolverine. Okay. And then uh, Hugh Jackman so Wolverine, Batman. cartoon Wolverine, comic book Wolverine. Car- co- comic book Wolverine. Okay. The best Wolverine. The only Wolverine. And you know, no no disrespect to you, Hugh, because he's a Philadelphia Union fan. Uh, but I've always taken issue with the fact that Hugh Jackman is too tall to play the character. And I don't yep. care what anybody says, because being short is part of Wolverine's canon. It's part of what makes the character the character. They they have convinced folks that he's actually like six two. That dude is like five ten max. He's like like it's like dog. Everything in the comic book, it, it's literally part of the character. He's 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 tiny. He's tiny, and it's part of his it's part of his personality. Yeah. So give me short Wolverine, who led the X Men, was one of the most successful leaders of the of X Men. Um, uh, back in the Secret Wars, it was between him and Storm led. The X Men, I believe, yeah. in the Secret Wars days. Um, so yeah, give me Wolverine, and as, as my fifth super, uh, give me, give me uh, the movie version of Black Panther. Don't give me, don't give me good one, Black Panther. good one, yeah. good one. Yeah, movie version. How about you? Um. I go War Machine from the '90s cartoon. Okay. I go uh, Benedict Cumberbatch version of Doctor Strange. Wow, you, you're giving Strange uh, a spot on the team. Yeah, yo, the portals, okay. man. Once once he yeah, did that, true. I said, yeah, I need you to be able to bring somebody from anywhere around the world. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Uh, the Jonathan Hickman version of Cyclops. So okay. Uh, Marvel has this thing they do, kind of ruthless. When uh, Fox had the rights to the Fantastic Four, you couldn't find the Fantastic Four in the comic book. And if you did, it wasn't the full, it wasn't the entire team. It was like be a mismatch. Like they had Spider Man in there, they were throwing people in and out. So right. they got the right backs, the rights back. Oh, you Fantastic Four everywhere. Um, same thing with X Men. Fox got the X Men. Ah, we'll we'll use them sparingly. 
Marvel get the rights back, they give Jonathan Hickman, he, he give it, they hand it to him, and he writes the X-Men run of all X-Men runs. Right. His version of Cyclops is incredible. Like, he is, you know, like, they paint Cyclops as this Boy Scout. And he's not. that's not him. He is, like, no. a true believer. He Hickman has written him as the true believer in Xavier's dream. And we're not putting yes. up with y'all shit no more. Yeah. Like, he's on some, like, militant activism. Yeah. Cyclops and, is a complex character from back yes. in the day. And then you got the thing where this dude is, this little short dude is trying to take his wife. Right. And you expect him to be on the same team with him. Right. 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 Exactly. Um, Tim Drake's version of Robin, who, um, if you follow my boy Dallas Palmer on uh, Twitter, he will tell you he is the best of all the Robins. I might agree. He figured out on his own who Batman and Robin were. Like He's okay. that smart. And I would have to go agree with you with uh, our boy uh, version of uh, T'Challa. Yeah. Yo, my memory's yeah, making crap me. lately. Yeah. Yeah, give me Chad. Yep. Yeah. Got, did got you play one time for the culture? Did your kids play the um, the Marvel Avengers game that came out last year? Uh, I think my son did. The game had a really good story, the gameplay was okay. They're okay. doing a, a Wakanda expansion this uh, next month. What? And, yeah. So, is the, that where I saw his new costume for the for the video game? Yeah, I think I saw I saw, I saw like a, a screen grab of it or something like that. Yeah. So Evid Narcissi, a real cool Haitian brother that wrote Rise of Black Panther, about the same time Tanisi Coates was doing his main run, he was like the creative uh, consultant on it. Um, he was like, you know, it's there. It's the video game's iteration of Wakanda. Uh, remember Deborah Wilson from Mad TV? Sure. She's voicing Okoye. Yes. And, I love that woman. Um, you ever see kids play God of War? Uh, you mean, uh, you mean, uh, what's his face? Uh, Kratos. Yes. So, you know, it's a brother that voices Kratos. Yes, I do. I do. He's voicing um, T'Challa. Wow. And it's okay. crazy because he said when they offered it to him, He's like, nah, there's only one T'Challa, and it's it's Chad. Right. Then, about the time Chad passed, his kids were like, Dad, you should do it. So he said he actually linked up with the person who helped Chad develop the the accent that T'Challa would have. Oh, that's And it was like, I'm going to do it. And did you ever see his um, reasoning why he created that uh, accent? It's uh, no, I, I think I have. I know it's definitely it's it's a uh, it's a play on a South African accent. Almost he said, almost like Tosa. He was like, if Wakanda is a place that's had no intervention from colonialism, we're not going to sound like South Africans, right? So I have to create an accent that sounds like it has never been interfered with in a wholly mm-hmm. African dialect, right? And so Chris Judge was like, I need to at least do that for this character, okay. And he was like, it was a real emotional experience for him to to play the character because he knew what okay. Chad meant to that character. So I'm looking forward to it because a lot of people down the game, the issue with the game wasn't the story at all. The story is actually fantastic. You play the majority of the game as Kamala Khan and you meet the Avengers where they're at the height of their powers. And they've gotten a little lax in some respects where when you start the game, you're on a helicarrier and it's a museum. Like they're having a, an event called A-Day and they're getting... A recognition from the city of San Francisco when just shit goes haywire. Okay. Story's fantastic. It's just the gameplay wasn't all there. So I recommend anybody uh, you listening, the game's probably $20 right now. Check it out. The Wakanda expansion is actually free. Hey, so now you're talking my language. For 20 bucks, you get the Avengers, and then in August, the expansion drops. You get to play an open world Wakanda. I think it said probably a seven to eight hour story. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Um, well, my son's definitely. I, I'm gonna ask my. It's my oldest who plays. He has the PS uh, PS4. So I, I, you know, we both have them, but you know, I'm sure yeah. he'll be the one looking to to, to to get on that. All right, folks. So we're gonna wrap this thing up. Anything you want to tell folks? We get out of here. Um, just two more uh, quick comic book things. I'm looking forward to. We had, we didn't mention. Uh, I saw because I'm a lifelong GI Joe guy. Oh. Uh, I, see, 
I see that there is a Snake Eyes movie coming out. Yep. I am lined up. I am lined up and getting my coins ready for that. And I saw the there is a and I don't care what people feel about this. I love this. There is a an actor that they're lining up to get a character to the screen that I've wanted for years. And I think it's he's gonna be playing the 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 nemesis to Black Panther, the next Black Panther movie. Oh yeah, and, you know, and I've, I've, and you and I have talked about this offline, but I've said this for a million times. Like, you need to bring Namor to the screen. Now, we talked about this. That, yeah, and I just said I'm, I didn't I'm want them. I'm glad they got that up. actor. Yeah, don't mess it up. Don't mess I'm it up. I'm glad they got. The, you know up. what? You know they're not gonna mess it up. <sighs> I hope not. I hope not. He's like, you know, my, they're not he's what, literally my, one of my favorite, one of my favorite characters. Talk about complicated. Talk about he really isn't a hero. Namor is, a, is yeah. an anti-hero. Yeah, and he I'm just like, cares about you, his country, and that's it. That's it. That's which it. is all he cares about is Atlantis. Which is funny because a lot of versions of T'Challa, that's who T'Challa is. He is a hero, but his priority is Wakanda and Wakanda alone. Right. Right. Um, I don't yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, folks, if you head out to the comic book store, there is a series called The United States of Captain America. Very good series. Features, I think it's five different Captain Americas. Like people basically being their own Captain America in their own communities. Really good. Please check it out. Um, other than that, I haven't read in too much. Uh, I do implore y'all to please get a Comixology account. Just see what's out there. Uh, we can't let this medium die. Uh, right. COVID hit it hard. You got a lot of books that were pushed back. Uh, if you can support, support, excuse, support your local comic book shop, please do that. Um, yep. And if you got the 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 money, the funds, buy an extra copy, give it to a kid. You know, mm, start start them on the path of a hobby that you know mm. you can take with you forever. Mm. Just reading in general is great, but to put comic books and to put a whole new world in a kid's hand, open up their mind, open up their imagination. It is a great thing you can do. It's one of the simplest things no you can line. do. I mean, Dude, no um, line. It's no one line. of the best things my dad ever did for me. Same um, here, bro. Same here. Um, you know, I, I take that with me big time. He, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I always, I always was a voracious reader. I was, um, but I'd slow down. Um, but I love. I still like to read. And my dad grew up with comic books, and I never forget. He went and bought. Uh, to this day, he bought me. Sergeant, <laughs> tell you how old this is. He bought me a Sergeant Rock and Easy Company wow. comic book. Yeah, Sergeant Rock, and he bought me a Kid Colt, uh, Kid Colt, and a Rawhide Kid uh, comic. So there were three different comic books. So Kid Colt, uh, Rawhide Kid, and Sergeant Rock and Easy Company, and that started me on my love of comics to this day. And literally, I'm uh, as soon as I get a free a free day away from this accounting homework. I mean, to go take a, a trip down to the Frankfurt section of Philadelphia and go visit Amalgam Comics, the city's only Black-owned, and not only is it Black-owned, owned by a Black woman, uh, Black-owned comic book shop. Uh, she just reopened. And COVID hit her hard, as Rand just said, and uh, I, I want to go spend some coin in there. Sounds good. I think I'll do the same thing tomorrow. Folks, I will be back possibly this week, but definitely in two weeks. Um, Hopefully, Anthony Mason is with us. Peace. Peace.